Well, good morning and happy Monday to you. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 923. It is a gorgeous day outside to be alive and to welcome our first experts to the panel. We have Bob Burgie and Katie Burgie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm feeling rather energized. <laughs> Did you have a nice weekend? It was fantastic. It was so busy and beautiful. Okay. It was how it's about you? So nice well, you out. just opened those curtains. I mean, it's so bright here now. I know. Well, I it's love all... sunshine and brightness and light. Yes. Huh, Katie. So, Katie, so you could learn from that. Yeah. Yeah, Katie doesn't turn her light on in the office. She's it's like a little cave in there. It's fluorescent and I use <laughs> the natural light. Yes. I love it. Well, thankfully I we have both in here, fluorescent and the sunshine. And natural light gives you energy yeah. it actually is really good for your brain it awakens you it's really good that's why i have all the lights on and yes. we, our eyeballs are peeled back and ready to talk money and right. a little bit of uh other things that's right all right so you are listening to your money monday with bob and katie katie say hello hello all right we're happy to be here all right we're going to talk about uh, really the markets, the economy, what got us here, and you know just what the heck, what the heck we're going to do from here. Um, but as everyone knows, uh, the markets are facing a lot of uncertainty. The economy is facing a lot of uncertainty, mm -hmm. um, and we thought it it would be an important time to take stock. Uh, now that we're in the what what are we're in the fourth quarter of 2022. Can yes, you believe that? It's this it year went by, by very fast. Yeah. 2023, right around the corner. That's right. All right. It's been a difficult year, not only for investors, but also for all of us that live in this wonderful country of ours, right? Yeah. It's been a tough year. Um, but, you know, not just for investors, not just in the economy, but for all households, all businesses. You know, as we navigate higher prices and borrowing costs, right? Also known as higher prices, also known as what? Inflation, yeah. right? Inflation. And higher borrowing costs, also known as what? Higher interest rates, interest the rates. Fed hikes. Yep. Um, but there's going to be there's going to be some uh, profound challenges ahead for the economy. Um, the Fed is going to continue to raise interest rates. I think we have another interest rate hike. Um, right around the corner, right? Yeah. How much do you how, think, Katie? How many? How many more? Well, four seventy-five basis point interest rate hikes. Um, that's unprecedented. And that never happened. That's how many yeah. they plan to do this year. Well, or that's how well, many done? there may be. There may be. There's probably going to be one more. Okay. okay? And we'll see for twenty twenty-three. But uh, you know why are why are why are interest rates being raised? Why is the Fed? Why is Jerome? Why why is this group doing this? They're trying to combat inflation. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. By making money more expensive. Yes. And how many times do we get the opposite? Right. Um, if the Fed is raising interest rates, I, I mean, how does that help inflation? If you're raising interest rates, you're you're raising the cost of something. Right. Borrowing. You would think that that would not help inflation, but it does because it makes the very thing that you want more money more expensive. So raising interest rates has the opposite effect on inflation. 
so far, it hasn't done a lot. We so, were as, but we don't were, we have to backtrack and see where the inflation came from and how to learn from that, though? Well, where do you think the inflation came from, Jenna? I mean, don't get me started. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, I think it had to happen, number one, for, for several different reasons. First, you have... Uh, COVID, which caused a lot of shutdowns, people yes. not able to go to work, factories not able to produce, manufacturers not able to um, get cars out to people or items out to people, right? So then it became supply and demand issue, That's right? That's exactly right. Then that came and we tried to, we couldn't really com combat that except for raise prices because things became a... a rare commodity right right because people will pay people will pay they want something they'll pay for it let's say like a new car they need a new car they're going to pay that money so they can get that that car and then yeah. they'll just be in debt they'll have credit cards and all this but then eventually you're gonna have to pay that back and if you can't you're in trouble you're so then they raise trouble. those interest rates too yeah. i think to also keep people in check so they don't spend more money and right it could go both ways but then you have when it comes to like gas prices so Gas prices went up. We shut down the Keystone Pipeline, right? Gas prices went up, which also made the cost of fuel go up for who? The truck drivers, which get our for items. For everybody, everybody and everything. everything. That's right. It all begins everything. with fuel. Everything. That's all right. Are we going to talk about that? Well, we are. But I think, you know, the answer, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Why do we have inflation? It, it is supply and demand. That's the reason why. But why did the demand exceed the supply and you explained that at the beginning right covid uh, supply chain issues and i think for anyone looking for somebody or looking for something you know to purchase many times including myself we were just happy to find it and and we didn't do a lot of price matching a lot of shopping you just want to get it because it was uh in short supply right Exactly. So, yeah, that's how we got here. Um, so, is the Fed doing the right thing in raising interest rates to slow down the economy? A lot of people don't like it. But I'll tell you one group that does. The savers, right? The people that don't care about borrowing. You know, the elderly, the people that have already paid off their mortgage. They're seeing those CD rates go up. They're seeing annuity cap rates go up. Um and actually, bond yields are going up. So, um, you know, rising interest rates aren't bad for everyone, but they're certainly bad for borrowers, right? Right. But oftentimes, inflation, you know, I, it, oftentimes inflation does go unaddressed. And we've been spoiled for, what, the last 40 years with low interest rates since right. the early 80s. So, um, you know, interestingly enough, and we had a we had a show with the real estate folks, uh, actually the mortgage originators, and do you know that the average thirty year fixed rate mortgage is right around seven and a half percent, and we are not there yet, but we're getting close, right? Yeah. So it's a rough year. It's it's a very difficult time for people wanting to borrow. So you're saying then we need to take a page out of the savers notebook and start saving. Well, we. We all need to save, no matter what's going on. Well, yeah. Right. I, yeah. Right. I know. But this is a great but, time to be on, a saver Jenna. because interest rates are going up. We're talking about YOLO. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
All right. So here here we are in the fourth here we are in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty two. Okay. So what do we do is we walk into one of the worst years in the market. That's terrible. All right. So admittedly it's difficult to be optimistic about stocks, you know, about the market. And and what is the other thing that has gone down? Unprecedented, Katie. Bonds. Bond prices have gone down as well. So this is here's some um, here's some factoids. These are amazing. Um, the most recent quarter saw both stock stocks and bond prices fall again in tandem. The negative returns for both markets were the third consecutive quarterly declines for both stocks and bonds. So, do you know that this has never happened since 1976? So since 1976, bond and stock prices have not gone down uh, consecutively, both of them, for three quarters. We're not even talking about a year here, just three quarters. That has not happened since 1976. Wow. Yeah, long time. Three quarters in a row. Three quarters in a row. Again, not even a year. Um, So, uh, so, you know, to say that another way, it is the longest period since 1976 that bonds haven't played the traditional role in portfolios of offsetting losses in the stock market. Okay? So that's, uh, you know, we again, interesting times. Um, Okay, so while growth has stalled and inflation has been high, what has the unemployment rate done? It's been really low. It's, It's remained low. It's been low for a long time. Maybe that's the next shoe to fall. Um... At the same time, inflation is decelerating. Um, Gas prices in agriculture, commodity prices, for example, have declined throughout the past summer. Real estate. What's going on with real estate? And rent and rent rental rates. Everything's going up. Well, it's been extremely high. It's been extremely high, but it's starting to what? Cap. Yeah. It's starting to level. yeah, Yeah. Plateau level off. You know, but we're not seeing and, and home, decrease a bit. Homes, maybe. home prices are starting to level. It decrease because people won't pay it, so they're not moving, right? Well, hey, you know, if you ask anybody, you know, gosh, I, I wish I could sell my house today. You know, I, I would, think with the interest rates, going but where up, would I go? Right? That's true. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is interest rates are really what's moving things yeah. and yeah. propelling the real estate? We are we are so blessed to live here in the state of Florida. Number one where a 1,000 people are moving to our great state every day, okay? There are states... And new jobs are coming. That's exactly right, and that's part of the reason they're coming. Mm -hmm. Um, There are states that are losing a 1,000 people a day. I mean, you know, some of the the states in the Northeast are losing a 1,000 residents per day. We we have a net gain of 1,000 residents per day on average, over 1,000. so wow. I think we're a little bit insulated um, when it comes to real estate, okay? Because these and and rental prices too, okay. And I'm not talking about rental pri- prices in a good way remaining low. I'm saying they're still um, holding holding their own. Yeah. There's there's high demand for housing in the state of Florida. Suffice it to say. So I think we are you know going forward. You know I'm not going to say. We're not going to see uh, home prices go down somewhat, but
but certainly not as much as other areas of the country. Um, durable goods prices are declining, and you know something certainly in the macro area, um, import prices are falling as well. So you know there are some good things coming in terms of uh, inflation. Um, so we are hopeful that the Fed chooses to slow down the interest rate hikes. I think it is a foregone conclusion that the next the next uh, interest rate hike will be 50 basis points, 75 basis points. Katie, what are you thinking? One or the other? Yeah. And then we'll have we'll have another. We may have another, but I think the interest rate hikes will end next year. Yeah. Sometime in 2023. I'm not going to get pinned down as to when. Um, but some of the recent market volatility came from uh, mixed inflation signals. So as, so as these signals become more aligned, we expect volatility will fall, and hopefully uh, investor sentiment will improve. Um, we know one thing in the markets right now. What, what is the constant? Begins with a V. We just talked about it. Volatility. Volatility. The last, uh, I want to say the last three Mondays and Tuesdays have been great. And then we give it all back on Wednesday. I'm not saying the market's going up today and tomorrow. But uh, Mondays and Tuesdays have been good uh, for, the, for about the last month. Um, but uh, the indicators and the levels of bearishness right now is very high. And it's important to remember that historically, this is important, real important. Extreme negative economic and market sentiment has usually been followed by strong market performance. And Katie, Katie handed me a statistic today. Um, I'm going to read it to our listeners. I'm going to read it to you all. And, uh, and maybe I'll read it twice. It's so important. So in September, the survey for the week ending, uh, the last week in September, had a level of bearishness seen only four other times before the S&P 500 returns a year later, in those cases, averaged over 30%. Did you get that? Well, I think you want to explain what survey. Okay. It's uh, let's see. It's, it's the, uh, the, investor, the investor sentiment survey, okay? And so there were four other times in history, okay, that we had this same level of bearishness. Or worse. And every single time the market responded in the next 12 months by increasing by at least 30%. I'll take that. You know? Yeah, I think that's so, so interesting. Is right now, what do you think? A buying opportunity in the stock market? I think so. But I'm also younger. <laughs> hey, but, look. Yeah, to me, it great is. Great point. For I'm, me, it's. Okay, you got somebody in, you got me in your 60s, you got Katie in her 30s, Jenna in her 40s, 50s, what? I will drop kick you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in between, you're, you're right smack in between. Between y'all. <laughs> okay, no, but any time is a great, is a great time to sock money away and invest. But you know what, if you're young, if you're young like these two, you just don't get your money in the market and forget about it. Your holding period is so long, 
you know, I hate to say it just doesn't matter, but, you know, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, certainly, you will be very handsomely rewarded. But, you know, for, you know, as you get older, you know, you, you kind of pick and choose your, your moments, right? Yeah. And, you know, I like where the market is right now um, for investing. Yeah, so do I. For committing money into stocks uh, now seems like a, an extremely opportune time. All right, one more time because it's worth mentioning. The four other times that the market displayed this sort of bearishness, okay, only four other times in history the market responded in the next 12 months by exceeding a 30% return. Gosh, I do not want to be responsible for everybody going out there and plowing into their Robin Hood accounts and, you know, right. buy, 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 right? But, hey, it's a much better – we can say this. It's a much better time to uh, go ahead and activate your uh, – uh, uh, if you have a predisposition for buying right now, if you have cash on the sidelines, I guarantee you it's a much better time to buy right now than the beginning of the year or perhaps the end of last year. So, you know, of course we acknowledge how difficult it is to stay invested during uh, these, uh, during these uh, and bouts downs. and bruises, that, you know, the volatility in the market. But the markets have already priced in a lot of what I'd consider the bad news, okay? What other bad news could be out there, right? I mean, we have, uh, we have endured a global pandemic, um, uh, supply chain issues. We talked about that. High fuel costs, high inputs, um, rising inflation, mm -hmm. uh, right, the, the conflict in the Ukraine, uh, which, is, which hasn't helped energy prices. Um, but, uh, hey, that's something I want to talk about. Jenna and Katie, can you tell me the one industry the one industry, the one sector of the economy that has performed well in 2022. There is only one that has a positive performance, and it's it's been a wrecking ball type of performance. Can anybody tell me what sector of the economy has done that? Energy? No. Oh, my goodness. Say it again. Say it loud. Don't energy? say it timidly. Yes, energy. And what's Energy. Our mindset. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> Positive energy. That sector of the economy. Oh, yeah. Energy. Yeah, that's fuel. Okay. Energy. Fuel. Petroleum. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know any... Uh, Which has been just any, such a difficult relationship these days. Yes. Needs to go to therapy. Isn't it, isn't it, uh, isn't it amazing that um, as fuel prices have increased, the, uh, the Exxon Mobiles, the uh, Chevrons, mm -hmm. the BPs, of the world, of the planet, right, are having a banner year in terms of their stock price. So, uh, you know what that you know what that's all about, right? Passing it along to the consumer, right? Hey, there's a shortage. Okay, we'll jack up prices. Everybody will understand, right? Because guess what? You're going to fill up your car with gas, right? Right. But it's still where does it where homes. does it level out? Well, that's the other. Thing. You know, and I, I think a lot of it can be, and that's why I, I started talking about it. Was we we talked about uh, 
um, the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly it happened first in uh, Eastern Europe and then uh, Western Europe. And then, um, you know, the the, uh, energy prices over here followed suit. But it's interesting to me that the one area of the economy that has just outperformed all the other areas and it, and the only area of the economy that is in positive territory is energy. And by the way, it's up 63% on average. The average energy stock price is up 63% year to date. Pretty amazing. That is amazing. All right. So just a couple of things, you know, just a couple of things we wanted to um, reiterate. Um, there are some positive patterns ahead, okay? November through April are historically the strongest six months for stocks. The strongest six months of the stock market are the months of November through April, okay? Uh, The tailwinds from a seasonally strong fourth quarter earnings estimates is also going to help, all right? Earnings estimates. um, Earnings estimates and er and actual earnings reported should be strong and hopefully strong um, in this fourth quarter. Um, Midterm elections. It's not so much who wins, it's the uncertainty that precedes it, okay? Um, The market does not like uncertainty. So right now, it looks like, uh, excuse me, Democrats are going to retain the House majority, excuse me, the Senate majority, and that Republicans will take the House of Representatives in, in terms of having a majority. Um, a couple of other things. Uh, the third year of the fourth year presidential cycle. So the third year of a presidential term has historically been the strongest year for stocks. I didn't know that. Very interesting. And, and also the Fed possibly signaling a pause in interest rate hikes, hopefully by the end of the year, but certainly perhaps the first or second quarter of 2023, right? Okay. So listen, thank you for joining us here at Your Money Mondays with Bob and Katie and Jenna. Thank you for your, uh, thank you so much for your participation today. We appreciate it. And um, we will talk with you next Monday uh, on Your Money Mondays with Bob and Katie. Yes. And you can catch this episode later on on our podcast page go to newsradio923.com look for the pensacola expert panel and just click on uh mainstay you'll see it right at the top later on this morning and then if you don't already have it downloaded go to your app store and search for news radio pensacola and download our new app which features um, on-demand podcasts as well as live programming and news and weather so thanks again to bob and katie for joining me this monday morning catch them every monday here on news radio 92.3 we've got more coming up malcolm ballinger will be with me also we're going to get a little farm funny later on on pep talk but let's see what's coming up in the news with steve well the debate between ron DeSantis and charlie christ is on for tonight we'll talk about that after fox news on news radio 92.3